Today I want to talk about seven things believers possess. Seven things believers possess. And all of these have to do with a specific action that has been taken, either on our part or on the part of God. Again, these are only seven things that I want to touch on, and they are specific only to those who have come to Christ by faith, who are now rightly related to the Almighty God because of them understanding their necessity for salvation and understanding who it is that provides that salvation. If you're not a Christian, you have no idea what it is that you're missing. There is nothing greater in life than having met the Lord and to live for Him. It's not a burden. It's not even a duty. It's a privilege. It is a privilege every single day to say, Lord, thank you for this day. How, how can I live for you today? What can I do to bring you glory? And I don't do it out of a sense of obligation because he's holding something over me. I do it because I'm compelled to do it because of his love for me. What an incredible thing it is to have experienced and continue to experience the love of God. Listen, my God, listen to me, my God inspires me to live every day for His glory. My God inspires me to be a better person every single day. My God inspires me to become the person that He wills for me to be. My Lord is my inspiration, and He's non-exhaustive. I can draw and be inspired by Him every single day as if it were the first time I ever met Him. See, our relationship to God, though there are similarities that we can make to our relationship with other people, it's very different. I mean, yes, for example, you can be married and you can be married for a long time. And I suppose that after many years, there might still be something you learn about your mate that you might have not known, but you really get to the point where you know somebody very well. And there really isn't anything that is new or fresh, not that it has to be in order to have a great relationship with your spouse, but with God it's very different because God is, is so beyond that, that every single day I can wake up to experience another aspect or another part of God that, that, that I just never knew. God is inexhaustible in that way. And the glory of God and His goodness towards me, His love for me inspires me in life. What inspires you? Money? Fame? Power? What inspires you? 
for a Christian, his source of inspiration is his Lord. The Lord with scars on his hands and his side and his feet. The Lord who was beaten, whipped, flogged. The Lord who bore a crown of thorns and who at the cross took on our sin, paid for our sin. Listen, God is the source of the Christian's inspiration. And let me tell you something. If, if Christ is not what inspires you, what you've experienced is really not inspiration. For nothing outdoes God. You can't ever experience, experience anything greater than God. And you can't exhaust them. What inspires you? Well, going back to the seven things believers possess. The first one, which comes by virtue of repentance, is a new mind about God. I possess as a Christian a new mind about God. Listen to what Luke tells us in Acts chapter 20, verse 21. I have declared to both Jews and Greeks that they must turn to God in repentance and have faith in our Lord Jesus. You know what that means? That as a Christian now, what I think about God is very different from what I thought about Him before I came to Christ. You know that in this postmodern time, there's actually people out there who do not believe that God even exists? Do you now understand why it is that I have to have a new mind about God in order to have life in Him? But because I repented of my sin, and because I trusted Jesus as my Lord and Savior, I have a new mind about God. I actually know God. Not fully. But I know God and I am known by God. You can possess a new mind about God if you would come to Christ with a repentant heart. For only when you repent will you receive a new mind about God. Secondly, because of justification, oh, I have a new state before God. Listen to what Paul says in Romans 4.25. He has delivered he was delivered over to death for our sins and was raised to a life for our justification. You know what justification means? When a person is justified, it simply means this, that at the moment of his salvation, he was, has been declared to be righteous before God. It is a legal thing. It is something that the judge of the world declares about a person. It's a legal declaration of righteousness. Because 
I have been justified. Listen, I have, I possess a new state before God. What a wonderful thing. I mean, you, 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 could just, you could just sit here and read these passages of Scripture and just, this is what the Bible says we ought to do, meditate on these things. See, when you meditate on truths like this, it changes you. God uses His Word and these truths and the meditation of these truths to conform you to the image of Christ, to mold you, to make you more like Jesus. As a Christian, I have a new mind about God and I have a new state before God. I am righteous before God because, according to Paul, he was delivered over to death for my sin and raised to life. Listen, Jesus died. Don't miss this. Jesus died and rose again for your justification. That's what Paul says. Jesus gained nothing personally from what he did. He was God. He is God. What he did, he did for us, for our sake. And because of what he's done, I now possess as my own a new state before God. Three, I possess a new life from God. That's by virtue of regeneration. So because of repentance, I have a new mind about God. Because of justification, I have a new state before God. Because of regeneration, I have a new life from God. Listen to what Titus 3.5 says. He saved us. Not because of the righteous things we had done, but because of His mercy. Oh, mercy. You see, mercy is God not giving us what we deserve. while grace is God giving us what we don't deserve. But because of His mercy, He saved us. And it says He washed away our sins. Listen, giving us a new birth and new life. New life through the Holy Spirit. As a believer in the Lord Jesus, as a Christian, I possess new life from God. Again, these are things that only those who are related to Jesus, rightly related to Jesus, only those who have come to God by His prescribed way, by faith, have. If you're not a believer in the Lord Jesus, these are not things you possess, but you can. Only by faith. In Christ. Four. I also, listen, I also possess a new attitude towards God. And that's as a result of my conversion. Listen to what 
It says in Matthew 18, 3, Truly I say to you, unless, unless you are converted and become like children, you will not enter the kingdom of heaven. I have to have a new, and I do have a new attitude towards God. I must become like a child, not a child, or behave like a child, but I must, like a child, exercise faith and have a new attitude towards God if I'm going to become his children, child and I'm going to enter the kingdom of heaven. Because of conversion, I have been given and I now possess a new attitude towards God. Number five, I have a new relationship with God. That comes by virtue of my sonship. You know what? It's an incredible and awesome thing for me to stand here and know, listen, know that I have a relationship with the living God. Wow. And to know that He is my Father. And I am his child. Man. Listen to what 1 John 3, 1 says. How great is the love the Father has lavished on us. That we should be called children of God. And listen. And that is what we are. <laughs> wow. I and you, if you've trusted Jesus, have a new relationship with God. You possess a relationship with God. Wow. Listen, I'm just not anybody's son. I am the son of God by virtue of having been adopted into his family because of what Christ did for me and because I placed my faith in him. Number six, I also possess a new position before God and that is by virtue of my sanctification. Listen to what Jude one says, Jude, a bond servant of Jesus Christ and brother of James, to those who are called, sanctified by God the Father and preserved in Jesus Christ. I have been set apart. I have a new position in God. That is something I possess as a believer. That is mine, that new position. Wow. I mean, we're, we're just scraping the surface of these points I'm making because we just don't have the time to cover in greater detail. But I'll tell you what, I encourage you to look up every single passage that we've covered this far.
and study them and ask God if you're not a Christian to make them your own by trusting him and if you are a Christian ask God to teach you the meaning of these passages and to teach you how to apply these truths to your life listen these are things we celebrate none of this that I have shared with you today is ours because of anything we did they are ours they are our possessions because Christ has given them to us by virtue of our faith in him number seven I have a new place with God and this comes by virtue of glorification you know what's the incredible thing in fact let me read the verse so I can expound on it a little bit Romans chapter 8 in verse 30 and those he predestined he also called and I want you to pay attention to the progression here those he predestined he also called those he called he also justified those he justified listen he also glorified My place with God is assured to me because God has said that my salvation is secure. When God saved me, at that moment he glorified me. Why? Because my salvation is secure in him. It's a done deal. Now that does not mean that I can go around behaving and doing whatever it is that I please to do. That is inconsistent with the behavior of a child of the king. I'll tell you one thing. If you ever come across somebody who seems to imply or actually say that they can do whatever they want because Christ has already paid for their sins... That is the first red flag that ought to tell not only the person who said it, but you, that they are completely outside of a real relationship with God because such an attitude and mentality is inconsistent with everything the Word of God says about a person who's truly related to Him. Listen, heaven is a fact. The reason I'm still here, the reason you're still here as a Christian, is because God still has work for you to accomplish. And what a privilege that is. Listen, when you woke up this morning, did you thank God for the fact that you were still here? Because obviously He still has more to achieve in the world through you. Wow. Imagine. Not only is he still in the process of sanctifying you, making you more like Christ, listen, but he's also wanting you to be a blessing in someone else's life. Do you know that God did not save you just because he wanted to save you, though he did? He saved you, he blessed you, 
so that you might become a blessing to somebody else. Listen, just like he had blessed somebody previously who became a blessing to you, now he has blessed you so that you can become a blessing to somebody else. I didn't come to faith in Christ till a saint of God shared the gospel with me. She was blessed by God and she came to me and shared her blessing with me. And because she shared her blessing with me, I was blessed. And now God has given me the privilege today to be a blessing to somebody else. And I will never be truly fulfilled till I'm blessing somebody else because I have been blessed. Glory to God. What are you waiting for? Go out and be a blessing to somebody. Do you understand who you are, child of God? Do you understand what you've been given? Do you understand what you possess? You are the only thing that people will see and encounter that will impart to them some blessing. Wow. And if I'm here tomorrow, it's because God has somebody to bless through me. Wow. When was the last time you were a blessing to somebody? Don't be selfish. He didn't save you just for the sake of saving you, though he wanted to. He saved you so that through you, somebody else might be saved as well. Open your life and your heart and let the world see Christ in you. Let the world come to faith in Him because they see the light in you. They see life in you. They see good deeds which in turn cause them to bow before the Almighty God and give Him glory. Go be a blessing, you blessed one. Again, I'm talking to believers. You want to be blessed? Trust Jesus right now. Right now. Trust Jesus right now. Say, Lord, I am sorry for my sin. I am a sinner. Save me. Make these things my possession as well. Bless me so that I might be a blessing to somebody else. I possess a new place with God because of glorification. My glorification is a done deal. He says it in the past tense because not only does God save me, but he preserves me in salvation till I come home. Oh. That'll be a great day when I go home to see Jesus face to face. But until I am there, I will go out and attempt to be a blessing to others. Do you possess these things? If not, you can. Trust Jesus. Father, I am so thankful for the Lord Jesus. For the fact that because I am rightly related to him, I am 
a possessor of these seven things and much more. Thank you for blessing me and help me become a blessing to all whom I, I am privileged to encounter. I give you all the praise and glory in your precious, precious son's name. Amen.